0: the Steelers stupidly insist there's no need to rebuild. And by refusing, this rusty, shaky team will surely collapse like that putrid Pittsburgh bridge. Welcome to the Steelers update from Live, where we keep track of all things Stellas, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. In Pittsburgh these days, it appears they'll wait until a rusting bridge collapses before rebuilding it, it's much the same way with the 2022 Steelers, which are still taking shape. Team owner Art Rooney II steadfastly refused to acknowledge that his once strong Steelers need a complete overhaul before they can even think about adding another Lombardi to their trophy case. Said Rooney, quote, I would never sit here and say that we're going to change our goal of trying to win a Super Bowl. Every season, that's got to be the goal, as far as I'm concerned. Unquote. Who is he kidding? Pittsburgh has a proud heritage as a tough of nail still town where building from the ground up is not just prized, it's what you do. And with enough hard work, anything was possible. It's what the town always aspired to in life, in the community and in its pro football team. It took 40 years of lovable losing until Rooney's grandfather and namesake finally built those Steelers of the 70s into four-time Super Bowl winners and a team for the ages. But when that rusty bridge collapsed last week in the supposed Steel City, it exposed decades of decay, neglect, and putting off needed rebuilding. It could well be a metaphor for the state of the Steelers. Two-time Super Bowl winner and franchise quarterback Ben Roethlisberger has retired after 18 seasons. The foundation of the team, the offensive and defensive lines, were more like sieves than steel this past season. The O-line couldn't pass, protect, or run block, and the defensive line allowed teams to roll up 200-plus yards on the ground in multiple games. This isn't Steelers football, and it's not winning NFL football in a league, and especially in an AFC, populated by rising stars like Cincinnati's Joe Burrow, Buffalo's Josh Allen, the Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes, and the Chargers' Justin Herbert. Simply put, the Steelers need to rebuild. They need a foundation along both front lines. Most of all, they need a franchise quarterback. Yet their owner, Art Rooney II, who comes from a family of patient pigskin patriarchs who waited decades for their Steelers to rise, first back in the 1970s and then again in the 2000s, refuses to see it. Rooney's predecessors knew when it was time to rebuild. It appears the prodigal son does not. Art Rooney is steadfast at the 2022 Steelers with so many question marks, roster holes, talent deficiencies, and unrestricted free agents will compete for a Super Bowl. In reality, these shaky, wired-together and rusting Steelers are closer to collapsing, just like that long past its prime Pittsburgh Bridge. The once lowly Little brother Cincinnati Bungles have now won more playoff games in one season than the Steelers have in the past decade. The top five AFC power teams with top flight passing games are head and shoulders above anything the Steelers could hope to put on the field next season and probably for seasons to come. It's time to rethink everything. But Rooney is insisting that the Steelers will simply move forward, perhaps put Mason Rudolph under center this September, and let the chips fall where they may. Only when the Steelers' losses pile up and fan interest in the once gold standard football franchise wanes in a city that used to bleed black and gold will Rooney realize that rebuilding something new, something strong, something lasting. Is what counts in Pittsburgh. It's what the steel industry was all about. It's wired into the Pittsburgh DNA, and it's what they expect of their pro football team. Steelers nation can tolerate losing as long as they know and believe their Steelers are heading somewhere great, namely to the top of that football mountain, to be masters of the NFL world once again. This is the goal of every Steelers fan but most of them are smart enough to know it can't be the goal of their team every single year. Sometime that goal has to be the hard, dirty work of raising steel girders up from the ground in order to reach those new heights. It seems Rudy has lost sight of this fact. And that's a shame, because the Steelers' owner's self-delusion will only extend this already lengthy state of Steelers mediocrity far into the future. And that's what really cannot stand. Not in proud Pittsburgh. Not in Steelers nation. Hey, we have much more on the rebuild or not to rebuild Steelers dilemma as the black and gold braces to watch the Bengals in the Super Bowl. It's all here in this under construction edition of your Steelers update podcast. Hey, and make sure you check out my print column first thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes bringing the sad irony of the Steelers situation into stark relief. Right now, let's get right to it. Here's the take from Tim bands with Trib Live on what Art Rooney II really means when he says the Steelers aren't rebuilding, but will contend for a Super Bowl in 2022. He writes this quote If I'm applying logic, that means one of three things about the team approach to replacing Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. One, the Steelers are seriously considering an aggressive move at the draft in a trade or through free agency to get a new quarterback. Two, Rooney is selling himself on these lofty goals of a Super Bowl for next year. Three, Rooney is selling us, Steelers Nation, on these lofty goals of a Super Bowl for next year. I hope it's the first thing, Tim Ben says, but I doubt it. I don't think it's the second, so I guess it's the third. Benz concludes, namely that Rooney is trying to sell us, Steelers Nation, of this Super Bowl 2022 delusion. He concludes writing, quote, I can't believe Rooney II actually thinks that a Super Bowl is attainable goal with either Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. I also can't believe he's unaware that his team is at least in the beginning stages of a rebuild. The Hall of Fame quarterback is retiring as is general manager, Kevin Colbert. That is to say nothing of replacing the defensive coordinator, the offensive line coach, and potentially numerous players at defensive back, wide receiver, and along both lines of scrimmage, unquote. Good take from Tim Benz. It's a rebuild, even if you don't want to call it that. And talking of Super Bowl in 2022 is trying to to fool the fans. I'll tell you, and Pittsburgh fans can't be fooled. So In other words, your Steelers are rebuilding, okay? And even if the owner, the coach, the GM, they won't admit it. The analysts know, like Tim Benz. So do the fans. What we know is this is the most pivotal offseason for your Steelers in nearly two decades. It is that big. The only thing bigger is when they drafted Big Ben in 2004. And speaking of the draft... Everyone in the 412 area code wants to know who the Steelers' quarterback of the future will be. Now, that is a different question than who will start the 2022 season under center. If history is any indication, the long term quarterback solution for the Steelers will come from the draft. Maybe not this upcoming draft, but a draft. Hey, even Rooney acknowledged that the team is keeping all options open when it comes to the all important position of NFL QB for the Steelers. "Quote: certainly we won't close any doors at this point. It's still early in the process. There will be a lot of doors to open and look through, unquote. Hey, that is true enough from Rooney because the Steelers are already out there and they're already looking. A squadron of Steelers coaches and front office types led by Mike Tomlin are at the Senior Bowl this week kicking the tires on several QBs in this draft. Here is the scene that could lead to a long-term QB solution for the Steelers, as reported by Ray Filipaldo with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He writes this, quote, One of Dan Rooney's biggest regrets was passing on pick quarterback Dan Marino in the 1983 draft. That's the same year Terry Bradshaw was rehabbing from an off-season elbow surgery. Bradshaw came back to play in just one game during the 1983 season, before that injury forced him to retire. Marino went on to forge a Hall of Fame career with the Miami Dolphins. The Steelers were stuck in the NFL wilderness for many years afterward. There were lean years, followed by some good ones, but the one constant route was the revolving at quarterback. It wasn't until Ben Roethlisberger arrived as a first-round pick in 2004 that the Steelers rediscovered their championship form and found long-term stability at the most important position on any NFL team. Now Art Rooney II steps into his father's shoes and faces the challenge of replacing Roethlisberger. But unlike the star-studded 1983 draft, which produced three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, this upcoming draft is, well, let's say shaky at the position. Still, Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert, coach Mike Tomlin, and others in the front office contingent are in Mobile, Alabama to get an up close and personal look at five of the top six quarterbacks in this draft. They are Kenny Pickett of Pitt, Sam Howe of North Carolina, Malik Willis of Liberty, Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati and Carson Strong of Nevada—they are all playing in the Senior Bowl. Of the best draft-eligible QBs, only Matt Corral, an underclassman from Old Mills, will not be there at the Senior Bowl. Unquote. That's the setup from from uh, Philip with uh, the the Post Gazette setting the stage for the Steelers beginning to look at the drafting a quarterback. Will any of them stand out? Will any catch the Steelers' eye? That's the question Steelers Nation wants to know. And Filippaldo has this take on the QB class, a class with little rep, but perhaps a high upside that will surprise. Quote, Pickett and Corral are getting the most early buzz as the contenders for being the first quarterback selected. But neither is considered to get a lock to get drafted in the top 10. Filippado then quotes Rob Rang, an NFL analyst for Fox Sports, as saying this about all those top 2022 QBs in the draft. Quote, I don't think any of these guys would have been selected before Mac Jones, who went last year to the Patriots. But with Kenny Pickett and Matt Carell, that's where the conversation starts. Those guys might be more physically gifted than Jones, but my goodness, was Jones accurate. That's why he was drafted where he was, and that's why I reserve my right to change my mind on some of these quarterbacks. A guy like Kenny Pickett can come to Mobile and have a great week and start changing some people's minds, unquote. Wise words from Rob Rang on how we are at the early stages of this evaluation process. So, will the Steelers bite or will other teams with QB needs snatch the top arms before the Steelers can strike? Hey, many have the black and gold beefing up that offensive line with a blue chip tackle at pick 20 anyway, so we don't know. But don't you believe that anything is set in stone. Not here in early February. Many things will change between now and when your quarterback needy Steelers will be on the clock. So, stay tuned. As for tuning in, we have Super Bowl in less than two weeks and Steelers Nation will be sitting home on their couches watching Joe Burrow and the Bengals in that Super Bowl. So will the black and gold faithful be rooting for the team Myron Cope derided as the Bungles for its decades of ineptitude? Well, better not, so says Steelers' nemesis and former Bengal Pac-Man Jones. He told a Pittsburgh radio station this week, quote, we don't want none of the Pittsburgh fans jumping on the Bengals' wagon." unquote. So how about it, Steelers fans? You going to be who day for a day? Well, here's the take again from Tim Benz and Trib Live on the root or not to root controversy regarding Steelers fans, the Bengals, and the Super Bowl. Quote, were Steelers fans rooting for Cincinnati against Kansas City Chiefs last week in the AFC Championship game? Yeah, maybe some. But hey, the Chiefs had just beaten the Steelers badly in the playoffs since he seemed like a cuddly, harmless underdog, at least this year. And Patrick Mahomes' fiance and brother are super annoying on social media. Plus, we don't need Kansas City becoming a new Patriots-esque dynasty in the AFC. So, okay, the Bengals won that one. It's fine. But the Super Bowl? No, I can't root for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. And you? I can't because when I think of the Bengals, I still think of guys like Vontaze Perfect, and well Pac-Man Jones. I don't understand why anyone in this city would root for the despised Bengals to win a Super Bowl title over an innocuous, non-threatening NFC West team like the LA Rams. Unquote. Good perspective from Tim Benz, because I'll tell you, those Bengals fans will be absolutely insufferable should Joe Burrow and his cats shock the world. So say it ain't so. Please, please be the Bungles again please, we don't need the Bengals with a Super Bowl. What's ahead for the Steelers, though, is decisions, decisions, decisions. And one of them will be who their new quarterback, whoever that is under center that starts the season, will be throwing to. Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson is seemingly making the case for a long-term contract from the Steelers. But as Trib Live reports, Deontay Johnson, there's still some question marks. And here's what they write about the Deontay Johnson situation, which will be a key decision this offseason. Quote: Deontay Johnson had established himself as a legitimate NFL number one wide receiver and at the perfect time, too, seeing as how he's due for contract extension this offseason. With his production, Johnson left little argument he deserves to be paid like a wide receiver number one. He finished the season tied for fifth in the NFL in catches with 107, 10th in receiving yards with 1,161. By far, Johnson led the Steelers in catches. Runner-up wide receiver Chase Claypool had 59 and 860 yards. Johnson's eight receiving touchdowns also doubled the total of anyone else in that wide receiver room. But could an inconsistent four-week stretch At the end of the season that featured in-game lapses and curious off-the-field actions, give the Steelers pause when deciding whether to offer Johnson a big-money deal. For his part, Johnson said it would be, quote, a blessing to sign a long-term contract with the Steelers. Quote, I'd be excited, unquote. So what is the bottom line for Johnson and the Steelers and their future, either together or apart? Trib Live concludes with this, quote, over his first three NFL seasons, Johnson has twice led the Steelers in catches, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. In other words, he has all the production of a number one wide receiver. But for a franchise that over 29 years of unrestricted free agency has only given two wide receivers, that being Hines Ward and Antonio Brown, a multi-year contract extension, will the Steelers be eager to give Johnson a deal that could be worth more than $15 million per year? unquote. That's the question that hangs. That's the question one of the many that will be answered as this offseason really gets underway. There are a myriad of decisions to be made over the coming months that will shape not only the 2022 Steelers, but could impact the next decade of how this fragile franchise moves forward. In other words, the stakes for the Steelers could not be higher. Games, seasons, and Super Bowls could be won or lost in the coming months. No wonder you need to stay tuned to your Steelers Update podcast. We will cover it all every week, all off-season. So sign up for the podcast wherever you download your favorite audio. You'll get it fresh, interesting, every week, Wednesday afternoon. And of course, log on to penlive.com for your real-time Steelers news. Thanks, everybody.